Welcome to another podcast from Fix My Project Chaos. My name is Elise Stevens, and today I have Jane Anderson with me. Jane Anderson is one of Australia's foremost thought leaders on influence, impact, and personal branding. And one of the key things that Jane focuses on is how LinkedIn can be used to help with the impact and personal branding. Hello, Jane. Hi, Elise. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you, Jane. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to project managers about how they can use LinkedIn. I don't know about you, Jane, but sometimes I despair about what I see on LinkedIn and how people are using it. <laughs> <laughs> and and I know I've looked in a lot of project management groups on LinkedIn. It's the classic dump and run. People are putting blog posts up there or doing something, but there's no engagement. What are some of the ways project managers can use LinkedIn to build their personal brand? Well, I think a a couple of things, if you sort of take in the context, and when I think about project managers and when I see them as clients when when they're trying to do this, I think a couple of things go back to, you know, why would a project manager even bother doing it and I think one of the first things is if I look at the type of project managers are in that are out there and correct me if I'm wrong but I find the perception particularly around uh, project management is often about the methodology or the certifications and and things like that and there's not always the emphasis on the leadership and the leadership style or the leader or their personality and the type of approach that they use for them as the human being. So quite often we get caught up. And my background, I spent years in, in corporate and managing, you know, 25 projects at a time and realising that it's actually about leadership. How does that work when it comes to a project manager? Well, the challenge for a project manager is to really position and market themselves based on what they're trying to do. So we know that, you know, for a lot of project managers, one of the challenges is that businesses are so lean now that a lot of project managers aren't necessarily in full-time roles, so often brought in on contract. Do you find that? Oh, most definitely. And I think the days of having a long-term corporate job as project manager, sadly or positively, not there anymore. Yes, and, you know, that's even for others like in consulting roles and things like that. By 2020, 50% of the workforce are self-employed or contractors and things like that. So it's certainly not at this stage. It looks like it's not going to change. So I think one of the things that, first of all, is for them to get a really strong sense of who they are and then bringing that through, first of all, in the profile build. So the first thing is getting really clear about who they are as in their own self-awareness, but then what are the types of projects that, that their expertise lies in? And I think one of the problems I find with people is they focus far too much on their credibility on their profile. So they'll talk about the certifications they've got and those types of things and or the study they've done and they've got their MBA. And, and the problem with that is that they their profile themselves for their own personal profile means that they come across as very two-dimensional. There's no heart in it. There's no, why would I want to work with you? We know that from a recruitment perspective, like if a, if someone in HR is looking at bringing you into the organisation to do that, the research tells us that around 58% of those who, who extended the offer or 58% of the time that the offer was extended to them, it was because they got a good sense of the the person's personality. First of all, it's about, like you said, not just necessarily a dump and burn, 
<laughs> but when I look at where if I'm looking at engaging someone like you as a project manager for my organisation, I need to know that people are going to get along with you, that you're going to be able to influence and persuade and have an impact on the team. I need to know that you can manage time. I know that you can manage budgets. I know that you can manage sponsors. I need all that supporting evidence to show that. But also, are you the type of person that people would want to be led by? Because these projects are generally high impact on the organisation and or at least the organisation's saying that. So we have to be able to show that we sing to their problems and their fears and how I can solve that. So the first big thing is around your profile build. A lot of people have profiles that look like resumes and if I read them out loud, they'd look, they'd sound like I'm at your funeral. <laughs> so it's shifting the focus away from, yes, your past is an important part of the credi- your credibility, but it's remembering that this document, your LinkedIn profile, you know, if you're a project manager, you might be looking at this document's got to in- create an income for you, possibly over 100000 So this document needs to be right. But they don't wait for a resume anymore. They're validating you and stalking you on your LinkedIn profile long before you even realise. So I think the first thing is the profile build. Has that been your experience? Most definitely, Jane. I think that, as you said, that a lot of people's LinkedIn profiles are like their CVs. It's very yes. much like, you know, I delivered 5 million projects in 20 weeks and, yeah. <laughs> and that kind of thing. And you're right, the heart and getting a sense of who that person is. You've probably heard this a lot too, that people say, oh, you know, it's just a big marketing thing, LinkedIn, where, you know, people are kind of shopping around people. And yeah, it is kind of that, but it can be so much more too, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. You know, yes, it's a bit of a, it's a bit like, I say it's a little bit like TripAdvisor. When you're going to book a holiday, sometimes you go to the the hotel's website but then you go to TripAdvisor to get the real story <laughs> like you you kind of go to see the cockroaches and the the mold on the taps and <laughs> I can go to your LinkedIn profile to get the idea is that a I get a, a little bit stronger sense of who you are who who do you know particularly I mean you and I are in Brisbane and Brisbane's a, a pretty tightly networked kind of place and let's face it it's not that hard to ask around about you like you can find out about people pretty easily it's not that difficult organizations just aren't prepared to run the risk of getting the wrong person in anymore having said all that it's one thing to have the profile built and and it's got to be authentic it's not like it's not about sort of overselling you so that by the time you walk in they go you came across so much better than what we thought you were going to it's got to be authentic but then LinkedIn also provides the platform to help people get to know you First thing that I would say is that you were talking about that when we caught up a bit earlier, we were talking about this dump and burn where people just sort of dump it, an article or, and then let it go. There are two pieces to it. One is your curation. So when you're sharing content, I think one of the mistakes that I see is particularly project managers or people who are in a specific field like that is that when they like or share content, on LinkedIn, more often than not, has absolutely nothing to do with what their area of expertise is. So, for example, if I'm a project manager and and my expertise is in, um, I say it's in IT delivery or something like that, or some particular type of technology, and if my curation or everything that's coming through in my my feed when I'm liking and sharing content, if it's got themes like resilience or it's got things like like subjects that have nothing to do with IT 
project implementation. It might even be, you know, sometimes humour, like if they've got really funny posts coming through. It's not Facebook. Things like that, I go, they're they're what we would call off-brand. And so what happens is for those people who are thinking about engaging them with them or those people that they've connected to, their message gets lost and it gets watered down. So those people who are ideal clients for them to go and work in that organisation, they don't really understand what they're about. We know that around 90% of a decision is made before somebody will get in contact with you. So we have to make sure that those messages are really super consistent because if they're not, they lose trust in you. Have you noticed that? I have and I I agree with you. And I think that one of the more fundamental things is that people don't realise that they have a brand and that they mm. n- need to nurture it. That's been a big learning for me over the last three to four years that right. it might sound a bit dorky, but <laughs> <laughs> I have had to, being a podcaster and growing a podcasting audience I've needed to create a brand and I have been using LinkedIn a lot smarter over the years but even if I wasn't doing that I would hope that I was using LinkedIn to form my own brand and to give people who look at my profile prospective employers and people who I'm engaging with to make sure that you know I don't have two heads and I'm a nice person (laughs) yes absolutely because it's it's, they've got to have confidence you know we've got to give them as much sense of who we are they can have trust in us it's going to be okay if you engage with me you've got a good sense of who I am and I think like I had a bit of a look at a few people like Colin Ellis who's um, a good friend of mine who's written the, the work, written the book The Conscious Project Leader and then some of the work that he'd mentioned about the project management researcher Lynn Crawford and she said that you know once you passed your entry-level type project management, then the people who are most successful as project managers have a good sense of their personality and their leadership. Those things have got to come through in your branding, like you said, because otherwise those people who have that personal brand or that conscious awareness of their brand and what they're, how they're managing it, they're the ones who will get the projects. It's not about chest beating or saying, look at me, I'm so good or <laughs> anything like that, but it's just about being authentic and real but also being very visible and very accessible so if you're only sharing something you know once every blue moon then people go hmm who's that I don't know who you are and you know they dismiss you but if I'm seeing your face regularly like I mean daily and also if you're sharing your original thoughts and your thought leadership LinkedIn has a new function now where you can write your original posts as a po- so that means that they're permanently, they're like a permanent placeholder on your profile. So if you want to specialise in certain projects or you want, there are specific projects that you like doing, then that's a great place to write about what are the problems that businesses have with typically with projects like that? What are some of the things that you've experienced and how can you solve those problems rather than just putting something on an update and then it falls off the feed? Because then if I don't log into LinkedIn for three weeks, I miss it. But if I'm connected to you and I see your insights and what it is that you've worked on, then I'm more likely to remember you. And I'm also more likely, for, for those who engage project managers, they often know a lot of people who do the same work. <laughs> so, you know, they'll often be asked, do you know someone who could do this project for us? So it means that you're more easily referable too, doesn't it? Yes, which leads us into the next question about why is LinkedIn such a powerful social media channel for project managers? 
My view is that there's a few people like Colin who is very, very good at using social media to get Mm. his brand out and to get his message out. But I think on the whole, the people I've run into are very wary of any social media. Like they're on LinkedIn maybe. (laughs) Like everything else, they're just like, ah, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But LinkedIn is a good social media channel when used correctly. But what are your thoughts about how people can use it as a social media channel? I think there's really two things and I think about it from like a push and a pull perspective. So a pull perspective I mean is about creating a platform that you can attract opportunities to you. So first and foremost, LinkedIn is a search engine. So there is somebody out there looking for for someone like you. So you just got to make it really easy for them. One of the opportunities I see all the time when I talk to people about what type of projects you want to be working on, some of the things they tell me are completely different to what are in their profile. (laughs) So just making sure that the the words that you use or the words that the ideal client or the ideal employer would be using, make sure those keywords are in your profile so that when they search for somebody like you that you turn up, the first thing I would say is it's beautiful because it acts like a search engine and the benefit of that means you don't have to set up a website and it's free. So first of all, you can use it for your pull strategy. But I think the second one is what I call a push strategy. And when I mean when I say push, I don't mean pushy, but I mean it gives you the tools to put you in control so that If you say, okay, well, I want to work with this particular organisation, this is the type of role that I'd like to have with them and all I have to do is find the HR manager or the whoever it might be that would be in charge of that and I just contact them. (laughs) It's that simple. That was exactly what happened to me and that's how I learnt LinkedIn. So back in 2008 I got divorced, start my life all over again. You know, I couldn't get a job. I was really struggling for about three months and my mother, I remember being at my mother's dining table and she said to me, hey, listen, I don't know what you're doing, but it's not working. (laughs) That's when I hit LinkedIn. I went, right, what would be, who would be the ideal person I would love to work for? What would be my dream job? I have nothing to lose here. And I found the HR manager for the company that I wanted to work for. At the time, I just approached them and I just went and said, look, I know that you probably don't have anything at the moment, but I'd love to just come and have a talk to you. I, I understand this is what's happening in your organization. Here's what I could do to help. I did a 10 minute pitch. And she said, look, that's great. I can see that you're a good fit for us, but we haven't got anything at the moment, but we'll keep your details on hand. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's what they all say. But anyway, at least I've had a go. And two weeks later, the person whose job I wanted resigned. So they called me in straight away. It puts you in the driver's seat. It gives you control rather than sitting and waiting for jobs on Seek or projects to turn up on Seek, crossing your fingers that something will come through. Oh, look, I so agree with you and I admit that I do a little bit of LinkedIn stalking <laughs> in the nicest possible yeah, way. So I was looking to find someone to podcast with about how to use LinkedIn for project managers and uh-huh. so I was doing a, a search through LinkedIn I saw your name and started reading about you and I thought, you know, this person's really interesting and I think that she's got a great story to tell and I think that that would be of interest to the people who are my audience. And so that's how I use LinkedIn in when I'm trying to find people to podcast with. Right. 
isn't it interesting because with LinkedIn it's sometimes do you find you get a better sense of people sometimes because LinkedIn is the format of LinkedIn is forces you to be really succinct in your language people get a better sense of you you know they'll generally look at your profile for about three to four seconds on average whereas it takes up to nine seconds to navigate a website if it up uploads in time <laughs> a bit yeah. like mine today yeah. yeah you can get a good sense of a person fairly quickly I don't know if you've found that when you've been looking around I have but it also gives people who that I've requested interviews with a mm. sense of who I am and yes. you know, am I a good fit for for them as well yes absolutely so I'm not just some random lunatic <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's that trust factor. You've got so many people you're connected with. You've got a photo, can see your career history, got the credibility, but it's clear that you have got a background in podcasting. You know, you know what you're doing, you know, all those types of things. And then I can validate you with your podcast. And the great thing about it is that it, you know, even for for me, I'll help you know, even solopreneurs set up their businesses and get them started. And that was a bit of this how I started was in 2012. We had the change of government here in Queensland, as you know, 1,000 people, about 17,000 lost their jobs. And I spent most of my time helping hundreds of those set up their own businesses because there weren't the jobs to, to go and get. LinkedIn was the fastest way to get that moving. Yeah, look, I totally agree. I really do agree. And I would encourage project managers to look at social media as a friend, not a foe, and to really embrace it, whether they've each got their different attributes and can be used for different things. But LinkedIn, I think, is a really good way to be able to engage with people. Even some of the tips, like things on it, like the plugins, you know, if you've got work samples, if you've worked on, you know, if there might be a YouTube video that, that was part of what you did, or maybe there's some kind of documentation, is there a website? Have you got samples, work samples of project briefs? Like maybe you can, you know, take details off it here and there. And, you know, there's so much opportunity for you to upload samples of your work and content that people can validate you. And that's the key to getting ahead of the queue. Otherwise, you're going to be sitting back waiting for the the dregs of what's what's left out there and that's quite frustrating. Or you're being pipped at the post by somebody else and you think, oh, I do a much better job than then and that's quite frustrating. Look, I agree with you. <laughs> Jane, what would be your top tip for project managers using LinkedIn? Probably have three. <laughs> top three. Number one is have a rock star profile. Make sure it's written for your ideal role, not your past. The second one would be reach out. Opportunities don't come from you sitting and waiting. You have to actually go and approach people and ask them. So that would be the second one. 60% of the opportunities out there aren't advertised, so you need to go and approach people. And the third one is help your audience get to know you. So that's through your original thought leadership, be visible, liking, sharing and curating based on your message and what you want to be known for. You know, they're fantastic. And, Jane, my top tip is kind of like your third one. Mm. It's what you put into it that is what you get out of it. Yes, absolutely. It doesn't just go on autopilot and make everything happen for you. Sharing, commenting on people's posts. So say, Jane, you had, or consistently write great posts about things so people can comment on them and say, you know, Jane, that was fantastic what you wrote about LinkedIn. Having that engagement is fantastic, but it also gives you, raises your profile as well but 
you give encouragement to people to continue to make, create and share fantastic content? And if people who create this content are just like in this black hole and they're not getting any feedback, then it's very difficult to continue. And I think that everyone's at a loss then. Everyone loses. Yeah, and I would, you know, we're in this validation society where unless I get 9,000 people like my post, I'm not good enough. I think one of the metrics that I talk about in one of my posts is the metrics that matter is the most important thing is, is that what you're writing about is making sure that if you're driven by likes and things like that, that it, then you would be surprised how many people are very scared of liking posts. I find that I deliver LinkedIn to organisations every day. So I think one of the things is don't lose your confidence or don't be validated by the amount of people that like or share or comment. Just stay on your message keep with conviction but what you might like to do is it could be the quality of your content that is the problem not necessarily not necessarily the relevance or maybe it's a bit off message so you know there are plenty of bloggers there's people like us that we review a lot of people's blogs for them so we can do things like that but if you're not getting the views then you might want to get someone to look at it with you. But don't feel disheartened. I put blogs up there and you'll see sometimes I only get 20 views or one like, but that doesn't matter. The most important thing is you're on message and you're consistent. I've got another top tip. Mm -hmm. Get some help with your profile. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes we're a bit close to our own stuff, aren't we? Oh, yeah. And I recently did that. I realised that my LinkedIn profile was... It was kind of nowhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I hunted around on LinkedIn yep. <laughs> and I found someone that was able to help me and to give me some guidance. And oh, great. What was the difference you noticed? Well, I was a lot happier with it and I didn't come across as some paranoid schizophrenic person. <laughs> 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 and it's hard to frame. And I had questions for her like, what, what do I podcasting once a week where should I put it and had all these really how-to questions like she's she fixed up the the bits about me and what I was doing but I was able to ask her about well what I'm doing this where should I do it all these other things and it just gave me better clarity about how to engage with people using LinkedIn and it wasn't very expensive she was lovely she was so helpful and I think that you really got to have a hard look at your profile and think uh you know Absolutely. Even for me, you know, I don't write, I I write most of mine, but we have a team of writers and I go to them with mine and we assess each other's because we know that we don't see our own blind spots. You know, sometimes we are a little bit close. Uh, Different if you have really not sure, but about the technical sides of it, then definitely get help. There's plenty of people out there who can help. So this is a document, this is a public document that is designed to sell you and generate an income so people put more effort into selling their car that your car doesn't generate as much income as what you're trying to get for yourself that is true I hadn't thought about that (laughs) that's fantastic well Jane thank you so much for sharing that very important information about LinkedIn for project managers well thank you I really appreciate you having me thank you so much for your time and that ends another podcast from Fix My Project Chaos Thank you.